Ladies and gentlemen, did you miss us? After a week and a half of hiatus from live shows, we are back! Hottest show on the streets from Tuscaloosa in my own words, the podcast, yours truly, Stephen M. Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine, giving you the best in news, notes, information, and coverage on your Crimson Tide. But the show, more than just me, I'm so happy to have my brother from another mother. Haven't seen him in a while, my man, John Ivory, JP, behind the ones and twos, making sure we are rocking and rolling, man. Miss that brother, happy to be back producing this thing, rocking this thing with him. And as always, ladies and gentlemen, we encourage you every time that we do this to smash that like button, give a thumbs up on the show, and hit that subscribe button on YouTube. What that tells us here at TDA is we got to continue. We got to continue providing you, supplying you, giving you the best in news, notes, information, and coverage on your favorite football, favorite football program, that being the Alabama Crimson Tide. It is because of you, the passionate Alabama fans. We're over 8,000, that is correct, over 8,000 subscribers strong on the YouTube channel. So definitely want to continue to encourage you to help us grow the network, channel, and the brand. But on a Wednesday, a hump day, we got a jam-packed slate of topics to get to on today. After getting some, getting, after providing you or supplying you with a couple of updates, we'll dive into one. Nick Saban, he mentioned on the Sean Pittman show to start the week that Alabama is his dream school, is his dream program. We'll touch into that. From there, we'll dive into my three reasons as to why the Alabama defense will be much more improved, much better in the upcoming season. And then last but not least, we'll touch on one Tua Tungabangoa and what is going on in terms of the fear that everybody has in calling Tua the greatest risk in the history of the NFL draft. So we'll touch on all of this and get into your phone calls, tweets, text messages, thoughts, questions, and concerns on this edition of the show, but starting things off with some updates, and how about Alabama men's basketball one time? Nate Oates is doing some things, y'all. I'm telling you, coming up this season and for years to come, Bama basketball will be in the NCAA tournament and make runs. I mean, the last couple of days or so, Crimson Tide getting huge verbal commitments from one Darius Miles out of IMG Academy in Bradenton, Florida at six foot seven, and also Keon Ellis, the JUCO transfer, the JUCO player out of Fort Myers, Florida, Keon Ellis at six foot six. So you got a six seven wing guy and Darius Miles. A 6'6 combo type guard in Keon Ellis. This is going to be really, really, really good here for Alabama men's basketball, who who has already recently landed Josh Primo, the five-star combo guard from Canada. Nate Oates already on the ground doing his thing in recruiting. In other news, Alabama head coach Nick Saban was happy to hear from him as he was on ESPN with Maria Taylor, kind of discussing what the Crimson Tide has been doing and what he has been doing and adjusting to this global crisis. Check out this Instagram video via ESPN of Maria Taylor and one Nick Saban. Okay, I can't, I can't remember if you said it or not, but do you do FaceTimes? Uh, yeah, we do Zoom, we do FaceTime. I mean, this the one positive of this for me is I even have an email now. So, um, you know, I've, I've come a long way. I mean, you hard, have. It was hard to communicate when you have to be by yourself and you always depend on somebody else to get your emails and messages <laughs> and all that. And it just didn't work, right? And they were sending, they were sending them all to Miss Terry. Right? She fired mm-hmm. me. Uh, and she said, I'm not dealing with your stuff anymore. So I had to do it on my own. Coach, last time I checked, you like weren't even doing text messages, really. No, I'm, I'm like, <laughs> call me is like, you know, that's about as far as it goes on the text part of it. But, you know, I can actually get an email now and read what somebody, I mean, it's like, I've really come a long way. Alabama head coach Nick Saban. Folks, what would be his email account right now? Would he use AOL? Would he use Yahoo? Would he use Gmail? What would be Nick Saban's email account? What would be his password? Just some things to think about as he was talking with one 
Maria Tanger of ESPN and how the Crimson Tide has had to adjust its schedule with Zoom, uh, virtual Zoom, uh, and being able to speak, to speak with the coaching staff and players, also FaceTime with players, team meetings, and also getting the chance to communicate with recruits. So it's been a different ball game with COVID-19, but Saban has been able to adjust. But we dive into the first topic of conversation here on In My Own Words, and uh, Coach Saban on Sunday got a chance to speak with one Sean Pittman of the Sean Pittman Show via 96.1 out of Tallahassee, Florida. And uh, the question that was directed to Saban from Pittman was, what would be his dream school? Everybody looks at Alabama as kind of that, 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 that mecca place, the dream place, the best place. If you want to be the best, if you want to be on top, if you want to be the creme de la creme, then you got to go to the University of Alabama. And Pittman asked Nick Saban, what would constitute as his dream school? Well, Saban's response, he's at his dream school. He really likes Alabama. He really appreciates the program. He's having fun here. He loves it here. He talked about how not only are the fans committed to having a winning program, but also the people within the administrative department are committed to developing and helping Nick Saban have a winning program. They are committed to assisting these young men, these student athletes to being great, not just on the field, but also in the classroom and in the community and in life outside of football. So Coach Saban uh, having fun at Alabama, he and Miss Terry enjoying it in Tuscaloosa, and even their daughter, Kristen Saban Cetus, had quote tweeted the uh, radio segment from Pittman saying that this is our hometown, we want to remain here, we want to stay here. So it's incredible how the Alabama fan base, you guys, it's incredible how the Alabama fan base and uh, the administration staff here has given Coach Saban and his family something that they've been longing for for a while, and that is commitment, but more importantly, stability. Prior to Alabama, Saban was the nomad of college football. He moved from place to place. He wandered from school to school, from program to program. He never really had that place where he felt like, this is home. I can call this home. I'm loved here. I really feel the love here. I really feel the value. I really feel the appreciation. I really feel the commitment. And... You know, Saban was at you know Michigan State for three to four years, as a, for four to five years as a defensive coordinator first, and then a head coach. He was with the Cleveland Browns with Bill Belichick for four to five years, with the LSU Tigers for four to five years. You know, spent some time at Toledo for a year. Nothing in the places that he'd been to ever truly felt like home. And uh, I remember, I remember at one point in time that I was talking to. A couple of uh, guys on the coaching staff, they used to come into my store. I worked in retail prior to covering Bama football full-time, but had some guys come into my store. They would talk to me. We would have conversations, whether, whether these would be players and the guys on the coaching staff or marquee players, walk-ons, but the guy I spent a lot of time with was a quality control guy. And uh, I used to always ask him, What's the big deal with Coach Saban in staying with Alabama? What has made Bama pop out to him? And his response was, well, when you're known as kind of the kingpin around here, people are committed to helping you be the best, are committed to helping you get the best players, get the best recruits, train the best guys, win championships. You get to run your program the way you want to run it, and everybody kind of caters to you. Why would you not be happy? And I was like, huh, touche. So why wasn't it this way with the previous programs that Coach was at? And his response was, well... Coach would always tell us as guys on the staff, you never be at a place longer than four to five years. You never want to overstate your welcome. You never want to overstep your boundaries. You always rent and not own. You never be at a place longer than four to five years. But something about Alabama, something about this fan base, something about this city has brought Nick Saban that warmth, has brought Nick Saban that sense of acceptance has brought Nick Saban that sense of stability, as he has said, 
I'm not going anywhere. I love it here. I enjoy it here. I appreciate it here. But we're going to go to the phone lines here to take our first caller of the day. You are live on In My Own Words, the podcast. What's on your mind on a Wednesday? Live on In My Own Words. What's on your mind? Oh, how you doing? Doing good in yourself. I'm good. Um, I want to talk about um, Mac Jones today. Okay, go ahead. All right. Uh, I've been, everybody had this debate about Mac Jones and, you know, Bryce Jones. I mean, not, yeah, Bryce Jones. And I, I still think um, Mac Jones still the starting quarterback. Everybody not still not getting him a chance. I still think the everybody on SEC Network and different people on ESPN still not getting him a chance to be a starting quarterback. They, th- they think he's not as tour level to me. I mean, he's not Tua, but at the same time, Mac Jones went out there and he showed he could get the job done. So he knows what his skill set is. The team knows what his skill set is. Everybody is behind him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, but, that's my old – Go ahead. Uh, um, I, I look back at the games, and the Tennessee, the Tennessee, obviously on Tennessee game, Auburn, you know, other games he's been in, he has to put up numbers and nobody actually pay attention to it. And I've been looking at stats. And, like, I had a debate with my coworker about Bryce Young and Matt Jones. I told him Matt Jones still is a better quarterback right now than uh, Bryce Young because he still got to learn a whole playbook. Even though he come out of the similar style like Alabama playing right now, but I still think Bryce Jones still had the better chance to win it and win Alabama next championship right now. And, and I'll and say this. Won. This this spring, not having this spring, really hurt Bryce Young because uh, you need these 15 practices, including the A-Day game, to show fans, to show the coaching staff and the teammates around you, hey, I can run this thing, uh, and have that hype going into the offseason without spring practice kind of puts Bryce, I know Young has been working back home in California, but without having this spring, it put Bryce at a disadvantage. But that's true. They, it really, be, you know, really have. Um, but I still get, I still get both quarterbacks a chance. But I still think, as a leadership, what I seen Matt Jones did in that Harvard game, he, he really surprised me most. Oh, he's not. I, I trust the uh, Matt Jones. Everybody, I told people, I, if two, I even said it before. If two got hurt, it was like um, beginning of the season, I said if two got hurt, I still trust Matt Jones to get skilled somewhere. But I still question throughout the season. I still question the defense a little bit. That's my own thing. But I still think the defense did did all right during the season. I thought he, I thought but, he did well, man. People forget at times that Mac Jones, just like Tua, just like Bryce Young, you know, Mac was in the Elite Eleven too. He competed in that event. He played well. He was a four star, and he knows that he has what it takes to lead this team. But my man. My man, I definitely want you to want you to continue listening to us. Uh, be sure to call back definitely in the call-in segment, but I appreciate you calling in and keep listening to us. All right, I got you. Just some, th- just some thoughts there on Bryce Young and Mac Jones. We got our next caller in the queue, and this looks like it's the man Waylon. Waylon, brother, we back. You back. What's going on? There's no better place to be in Wednesday with TDA, man. I'm glad y'all back. What's going on, Steven? We're doing well, man. Good to have John Ivory back in here with me. Um, Took a little while of a break there, but as always, you know, the coronavirus is a serious thing, but it's not going to hold myself back from giving you the fans the best in Crimson Tide football news. So I'm definitely back happy sitting in this chair. There is no, there's no doubt about that. I tell you what, these allergies have really got me stuffed up. I'm glad to see y'all back. Like I said, you and JP and Justin keeping us informed every day of the week. You can't beat it. You know, I was thinking, you know, right before the show was canceled about a week and a half ago, we talking about Coach Saban and <laughs> sort of being behind the times there, not having an email and a password, you know, uh, uh, a week and a half ago, Coach Moore, you know, passed away, and uh, a lot of people forgot how and what Coach Moore done to uh, 
to get this man to Alabama and get this program back to where it was when Coach Paul Bear Bryant was there. He pursued this man relentlessly and got him to Alabama. And us fans ought to be appreciative of Coach Moore and what he done for this university because without him, we would not be where we at, Stephen. I have been one to say this way, and then right where the coaches' statues are of Paul Bear Bryant, Frank Thomas, Wallace Wade, Gene Stallings, and Nick Saban, there needs to be a statue right there of Mal Moore. Because, I mean, like you mentioned, if not for Coach Moore, who saw this program slipping under guys like Shula, Dubose, Franchoni, and he wanted to do something about it, he pursued his guy, he got his guy here, there needs to be a statue of Mal Moore going up. Yeah, we need to have something outside of that stadium to remind these young people of who really came before us and, and, and set the path and the footprints for these people to walk in, and uh, that is Coach Moore. And as a player, a coach, and an athletic director, he was the best. But uh, I don't know. We're going to have to end it on our three hearty chuckles. Well, hold on. Well, hold on. Before, before, you end, before you end it on the hearty chuckles their way, and we, we're going to have you stay on, and you'll, it will be, you'll be able to do that on the other side of the break. So hang on, Waylon. We're going to take a break right now. When we come back, we'll get Waylon's poem and take your phone calls, thought, questions, and concerns after this. Serves the proper representation. Whitwill Sports introduces to you the title towel. Wave that title towel in the air like you just don't care. In support of Nick Saban and the Alabama Crimson Tide. Only $9.99 and it lasts a lifetime. Head on over to WhitwillSports.com and get your title towel today. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $5.95 per month or pay $49.95 for a full year subscription. That's a saving of almost $22. Make sure to subscribe before it's too late and get our new freshly printed end of the year magazine issue. Go to touchdown alabama.com today and roll tide all right folks we are back in from the break on the hottest show on the streets on a wednesday in my own words the podcast we are back live touchdown alabama magazine yours truly Stephen M. Smith, and as we go back to the phone lines right now, we continue with Waylon as he was about to give us our All-American Poem for the Week. Go ahead, my man. Always Wednesday. Always good to be on TDA and then with three hearty chuckles. Here we go. It's Wednesday, and TDA is here to stay. No matter the bad times, Stephen M., TDA, staff brings us a good time. So all you TDA fans, stand up and holler. And thank everyone for TDA being back. You had better hit the subscribe button and follow. So we'll catch you again Friday night, Stephen. Glad to see y'all back. Stay safe. God bless you. Wang, and they're always giving us our poem of the day. And with that being said, as we're as we're back in, we're going to go to a couple of voicemails here. You guys have been sending your voicemails. And if you have a voicemail to send, uh, 205-448-1358, the number to do that, 205-448-1358. We're going to take a couple of these right now. JP, drop the first voicemail on us. Hey, guys. Um, I was just wondering, with the top two things that Alabama has to do this year to win a national championship, what are the top two things that they have to do this year to be successful and go on a 15-0 and run? What do they have to do? That's a good question. Top two things Bama has to do to win a national championship. Number one, got to have offensive balance. That's number one. And I believe it will have that with Mac Jones at quarterback. You have a strong offensive line. You have seven backs on the roster and led by Najee Harris. So the balance offensively, that's that's an important key. The number two thing is vast improvement on defense, and that's the entire defense from the front line 
to the secondary when you talk tackling, pressuring the quarterback, playing the ball in the air, forcing turnovers, not having silly mistakes in terms of penalties. So vast improve defensive play and offensive balance will be the two things that must happen for Alabama to win a national championship in the upcoming season. We appreciate that voicemail right there. JP, hit me with another one. Hey, Steven. Uh, I'm wondering what happened to the young man uh, last year that was a kicker that had that boom foot. <laughs> is he still on the team, or is he going to be available for next year? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. JP, play that one more time. I'm trying to make sure I heard this right. Hit it one more time, Joe. <laughs> hey, Steven, uh, I'm wondering what happened to the young man uh, last year that was a kicker that had that boom foot. Is he still on the team, or is he going to be available for next year? Thank you. Okay, so the guy with the boom foot, that would be Will Reichert, who came in the 2019 class out of Hoover and uh, got hurt against Southern Mississippi, had that hip flexor in his right leg, in that right hip area, tried to come back. He tried to come back and play against Tennessee, but was still dealing with some tightness in his hip. Did not play the remainder of the season. Of course, Alabama had Joseph Belovas filling in there. I think Real Riker will be healthy this season. I think he'll come back and uh, be able to have that success in field goals, long, short field goals, and kickoffs. Now, my thing is, I would not mind having Ty Pirine handle field goals and Will Riker punt just due to. I think punting the ball would not put as much stress on Reichert's leg, but I'm not Nick Saban. I'm not the special teams coordinator. That would be Jeff Banks, but Reichert was the guy with the boom foot. Hopefully, he will be ready to go in the upcoming season. But we're going to go to a few comments here in the YouTube chat line. You guys have been blowing us up, and Nick Saban Jr. starts us off with, what's good, family? We doing good, Nick Saban Jr. Happy to be back live, bringing y'all the action of Alabama football. M-Y, well, this would be my, my goal. My goal writes in, ready for the show. Happy to see you in the chat line. My goal, continue to live it up and rock, and rock this thing out with us. Willie351 checks, checks in with back edit. Missed this. Feel like football will come back. Need some Alabama talk in my life. Well, that's what we do. Really, three, five, one. I talk the football. John Ivory's got the beats. We make it do what it do here in Tuscaloosa. Travis Williams writes in, what's up, Steven? Hope you're staying safe. Roll Tide. Travis, still practicing social distancing. I'm not disobeying Nick Saban. I'm not disobeying the governor, K. Ivy. I am still practicing social distancing, but at the same time, I still got to give you the best in Alabama football news. So there you go. Mardavis, Mardavius Thomas writes in, Mardavius Thomas, I just did a whole song to the intro. John Ivory, we got Mardavis dropping tracks to your intro, man. We, we, we got folks dropping tracks to the intro. Now, you know what? Let me dust off, let me dust off my rhyme book, man, spit some off the dome one time, man. I've been spitting since I was eight years old. Let me get back in the studio one time. Uh, we got... Anonymous Wesley, which is Waylon writing in, it's the hottest show in downtown T-Town, referring to the hottest show on the streets. Appreciate that, Waylon. Jasper Figgins writes in with the roll tie. Appreciate that, Jasper. Samuel William Wilkinson, what's good? Stephen M. Smith and everyone and everyone here, roll tie. Appreciate that, Samuel. We're doing fine, continuing to push the hottest show on the streets in my own words. At Willie351, been a cut an album in the meantime to these fire instrumentals. Willie three, okay, Willie, you drop your album, I'ma drop mine. We gonna have a Kanye meets 50 Cent thing and see who got the hottest album. So Willie, you drop your tracks, I'ma drop mine. We'll see what goes on. We got Kelsey Shepard writing in. You're looking live at TDA Magazine. Appreciate that, Kelsey Shepard. You are looking live at TDA Magazine as we're bringing this to you. But appreciate you guys for hitting us up here on this chat line. We dive into Mike Coleman, who puts in hello and hope everyone is doing great today. Roll Tide from Prattville. So we got Prattville, Mike Coleman. 
jumping in here with us. Nick Saban Jr. comes back with the greatest risk in the NFL draft was Johnny Manziel. Ooh, Nick Saban Jr. puts John Johnny Manziel the biggest risk? Uh, maybe, maybe. I mean, personality-wise, he had to grow. He had to mature. He had to develop and grow up and things of that nature. But I like Johnny Manziel. He was great at Texas A&M. Hopefully, he can make him a comeback, but we'll see. Here we go with Joe Calissi, who writes in, what up, chat? Appreciate having you on, Joe Calissi. Keep vibing it out with us. Let's see here. We got some more rolling in inside this line. We got One Truth Ministry. One Truth Ministry writes in, Coach has turned this program into home. Coach Saban has. And um, not only has he felt at home here, I go back to there is something about Tuscaloosa. There's something about this place and you guys being the passionate Alabama fans. I just remember when Coach Saban got here in 2011, I don't know if JP remembers this, but when Coach Saban got here in 07, he, he came to Tuscaloosa on a plane. He gets off the plane. There's a woman. I don't know if she's 30 years old, 40 years old. I don't know how old this woman is. She gets on the shoulders of her husband. Talk about dedication now. She's got a poster in her hand. The poster reads, God is good. Praise Jesus. We got Satan. <laughs> That, that's what you talk about, dedication right there. She gets up on the shoulders of her, hus her husband now with this poster. And it reads, praise God, praise Jesus, God is good, we got Saban. So from that day, from that day, Nick Saban has felt at home in Tuscaloosa. But we're going to go to our next break here on the show. Don't touch that down, folks. Teal, getting you started, getting your chest warm. Continue to hit us up here on the YouTube chat line. But upon our return, we jump into my three reasons why the Alabama defense will be much better in the upcoming season. We'll touch it up after this. delicious homestyle cooking sushi and hibachi check out otoro hibachi in the university mall in tuscaloosa alabama at home and you can't get away from the tv because the crimson tide is about to score don't worry delivery is also available through waiter and crimson to go that's otoro hibachi in the university mall in tuscaloosa alabama and make sure you let them know the good folks at touchdown alabama sent you Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $5.95 per month or pay $49.95 for a full year subscription. That's a saving of almost $22. Make sure to subscribe before it's too late and get our new freshly printed end of the year magazine issue. Go to Touchdown Alabama.com today and roll tide. How are we feeling, folks? We are back in from the break on the hottest show in the streets, the best form of Alabama football news, notes, and information in my own words, the podcast with yours truly, Stephen M. Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. And as a reminder, folks, if you haven't done so already, don't forget to smash the like button, drop a thumbs up on the show, and hit subscribe also on the YouTube channel that tells us at TDA that uh, we got to continue getting you the best news notes and coverage on your Crimson Tide. But we dive into the three reasons why this Alabama defense will be better in the upcoming season. And starting this off with reason number one, Alabama's going to have experience back up front. If you dive into the championship years of the Nick Saban era, 2009, 2011, 2012, 2015, and 2017, one of the biggest common denominators has been Alabama having experience along the defensive front, whether this is at defensive end, defensive tackle, inside linebacker, outside linebacker, you name it, the experience has been up front. And when you look at this upcoming season here, it's back to sort of that moniker on the defensive line, LeBron Ray is back, somebody of whom 
sustained a foot injury in 2019, but back as now a redshirt junior out of James Clemens High School in Madison, and uh, a guy that's very, very, uh, he's played he's played a lot of football, instinctive, good pass rusher, good run stopper, good run stopper, has played a lot of football, so having him back is a plus, having uh, Christian Barmore back is a plus, someone of whom, though he did not have a lot of action a season ago, but when he got into the game, you saw the will to win, the want to to play, the want to to make an impact, the determination to be special. 26 tackles, six of those for loss, two sacks, five quarterback hurries. I mean, the man was an absolute wrecking ball, and when he was not on the field, you felt it because he would have an absolute tantrum on the sidelines within within his own self. So having Christian Barmore back is a big deal. And then you got Demon Moses, the captain of the Alabama defense, who was ready for the 2019 season. This entire defense was set up with him in mind. He got hurt in August camp, sustained a serious knee injury, did not get a chance to play, but has an opportunity to not only relive his junior year, but he gets a chance to relive his junior year with the two coaches he had at IMG Academy. So Dylan Moses tickled pink to be back, to be back with his two coaches that will be a part of the strength and conditioning foundation of the team. So having the the experience up front, It was a big deal. Now, everybody's excited about the young guys, and for every reason to be. When you bring in a Tim Smith, when you bring in a Jameel Burroughs, a Jamarian Latham, a Will Anderson, a Chris Braswell, a Drew Sanders, a Quandarius Robinson, when you bring in just some nasty animals as freshmen coming in here ready to have an impact on the football team, and not to mention your inside linebacker, uh, freshman in Des Moines Kennedy and Jackson Bratton. Can't forget those two guys. But despite the freshman talent, and it's great to have the freshman talent, and it will be needed, especially for those that can step up even without probably not having a lot of opportunities to practice and get that contact in fall camp as Nick Saban brought up the genius idea last week in a teleconference with reporters about how Alabama could have 14 uh, practice practices to where it's more so teachable moments, kind of like how the NFL does with OTAs where you're not having a lot of contact. It's helmets, shorts, and shirts, and you are teaching technique. You are teaching fundamentals. You are showing, as Nick Saban likes to say, what to do, how to how to do it, what to do it, how to do it, and why it's important and why it's important to do it that way. So Nick Saban brought that idea to the table. It's a very good idea. And uh, once again, although these freshmen may not have the amount of practices they would like to have, those that are able to make an impact, Nick Saban mentioned, we're playing all the guys that are willing to play willing, uh, winning football. And if a freshman is is the guy that can put us in the best spot to play winning football, Alabama has never shot away. It has never been afraid. It has never been uh, scared to play true freshmen. But even though you got those guys, having that experience back up front is, is a big deal for Alabama. That was be my first reason. Second reason as to why you will see this defense improve is the dynamic duo of sports performance, that being David Blue and Dr. Matt Ray. And uh, these two guys at Indiana, or three years together at Indiana, they were able to take two and three-star guys and uh, maximize the utmost effort, production, and performance from those players. Got those guys faster, bigger, stronger, as the Hoosiers were very competitive last season going eight and five, its most wins since the 1993 season. So if they can take blue chippers, right, if they can take two and three stars, because you got to think, Indiana maybe lucks up and gets a four-star every blue moon every now and again. So when you can take majority two and three stars and get big-time football from those student-athletes, just imagine for a second, let, let this marinate on the cerebellum, on the brainstem for just a minute. Let this marinate on. Both guys are going to have four and five stars running around 
like you're shaking a tree limb at the University of Alabama. Just imagine the uh, type of production these two guys will get with Dylan Moses, Christian Harris, Joshua McMillan, Alakaho, Shane Lee, DJ Dale, uh, guys like Christian Barmore, LeBron Ray. You, you, you're going to definitely see the secondary get faster with uh, Patrick Sertan II, Josh Job, Jalen Armour Davis, Marcus Banks, Daniel Wright, Eddie Smith, I mean, DeMarco Hellams, the list goes on. So the dynamic duo in strength and conditioning of Dave Ballou making sure that you are squatting correctly, that you are squatting with precision, squatting with speed, squatting with accuracy, uh, maxing out your reps but not not tiring yourself out and just doing things in a structural manner. And then Dr. Ray, in terms of speed development, speed training, getting guys that are already pretty much fast as lightning to now be nanosecond fast in terms of the lateral quickness, the straight line speed, and their ability to uh, affect the passing game, the run game, and getting back to just being a disruptive defense. So the tandem of Baloo and uh, Dr. Ray, who they're already on this whole cutting edge thing. When you look at the Apple watches and the apps on the phone that they have provided these athletes with and just being able to monitor and track the health and the well-being of the players, making sure that each individual guy is doing their particular workout, hitting their target goals, doing the necessary things to stay in shape during this point in time. So both of those guys are already on the cutting edge. So that would kind of be my second reason, the conditioning of Baloo and Rhea. But third reason as to why this defense will be greatly improved, and this is one that not too many people are talking about. They're not bringing this up. The coaching continuity here. Usually around this time, Nick Saban would have lost a major coach on the defensive side of the football. And you, the Alabama fans, and myself included in media, would be like, oh, man, not again. Can Alabama keep a coach? Can a coach stay on the roster? Can Alabama keep somebody on the stack of this deck of cards? Can Nick Saban somehow put in the contract, give me three years, three years, three years. Can we just keep a coach? Can Bama please just keep a coach? Somebody. Do I have to call Coach Smith and have Coach Smith come out here? But Alabama this time around. Didn't ha- does not have to worry about that because the continuity has remained on the coaching staff. Alabama kept Alabama going into its fourth year with Pete Golding. It's going into its third year with Carl Scott. It's going into its second year with Charles Kelly coaching safeties. It's going into its second year with Sal Sanceri and outside linebackers coach. Now, it has added some names. Freddie Roach is in the program as a defensive line coach, played at Alabama as, an, as a linebacker from 2001 to 05, a Bama guy. And then you bring in Charlie Strong, a defensive mastermind who will be an analyst working things from behind the scenes. And then you brought on a couple of other guys from the National Football League and that have worked other places to be defensive assistants and defensive analysts. So Nick Saban has pretty much stockpiled a whole bunch of defensive guys to his arsenal just to make sure that side of the football does not have another disappointing struggle type of season. But the core of Golding, Carl Scott, Sal Sanceri, and uh, Charles Kelly, that core remains with the Crimson Tide for another year. And and that's big. That's really big because now the players get more familiarity with each of those guys. Now the players will understand what to expect from Golding, what to expect from Coach Sal, what to expect from Carl Scott, what to expect from Charles Kelly, and the communication. That's the big thing. Part of the Bama factor is communication. Got to be able to talk across the board. And having a coaching staff that's been around Nick Saban for a minute now, they know what he expects. They know what he wants. They know what this 
six-time national champion, five-time national champion at Alabama. They know what he desires. So when the coaches know what the head man desires, then they can now be able to convey it to the players, and the players can be able to uh, channel that information amongst themselves. So it's good to have the experience back on the front line. That's a key. Number two, the performance the duo of sports performance guys, David Ballou and Dr. Matt Ray, and making sure that Alabama has no season-ending injuries on both sides of the ball, but in particular the defensive side of the football. And last but not least, having that continuity on the coaching staff, my three reasons as to why the Crimson Tide will be much improved defensively in the upcoming season. But we're going to go to another break here on In My Own Words, the podcast. But don't touch that dial. We dive into more of your phone calls, thoughts, concerns, tweets, and chats right after this. Menswear in the University Mall in Tuscaloosa. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $5.95 per month or pay $49.95 for a full year subscription. That's a saving of almost $22. Make sure to subscribe before it's too late and get our new freshly printed end of the year magazine issue. Go to Touchdown Alabama. Alabama.com today and roll tide. It is your time, Alabama fans, as we're back in from the break. Hottest show in the streets on a Wednesday, a hump day. In my own words, the podcast as we are back live. The coronavirus is serious, we know, but it's not holding yours truly. And John Ivory back from giving you the best in news, notes, information on your tide. Touchdown Alabama Magazine. But 205-448-1358, the number to call in and let your voice be heard. 205-448-1358. You can also text with that number, leave a voicemail with that number. We got some good voicemails in today. You can also tweet if Twitter is your thing. You can tweet the show directly at In My Own Words TDA. That's at In My Own Words TDA. You can tweet me directly at Coaching M. Smith on Twitter. But as you are getting your thoughts together, once again, that number one more time, 205-448-1358. We're actually going to dive back into this chat line as you guys have been blowing us up this whole time here on the YouTube channel. And we definitely appreciate that. But we're going to take a thought here from one... uh, Let's see here. Let's take a thought here from one Melissa May. Melissa May writes in, just imagine how good Waddle and Najee are going to be. It's it's even possible for them to be better than last year. That is, LOL. Najee Harris, my main thought for Najee, if Najee can open the 2020 season the way he ended last year, you're not going to keep Najee from winning the Heisman Trophy. If he can start 20, if he can start this upcoming season from USC on down, the way he ended last year, starting with LSU and throughout the remainder of the season, you're not going to keep Najee off the field. He could potentially maybe even have a Derrick Henry type year. Jalen Waddle, that guy's lightning in a bottle. He's a blur. And uh, I've mentioned this before. You got to get him the ball 15 to 20 times a game. I don't care how you do it. Whether it's at receiver, have him as a running back, have him take direct snaps out of the shotgun, kick return, punt return, I don't care. 17 needs to touch the ball, Nick Saban at all times. Coach Saban, if you're hearing me right now as you're doing social distancing, 17 needs to touch the ball by all means necessary. Just putting that right there. So, Jalen Waddle and uh, Najee Harris, if they get off to a hot start, it's going to be legit. But continuing 
these thoughts here, we got Travis Williams who writes in, those highlights are lifesavers to me, roll tides. Basically the highlights of the wide receivers, whether it's Jerry, whether it's Jalen Water, whether it's Devontae Smith or, you know, guys putting out highlights looking forward to this season. And you know, those highlights have really been interesting being able to keep me, you know, engaged in tight football. But continue to light us up here in the chat line. Once again, the number 205-448-1358 to let your voice be heard. 205-448-1358. A thought here from at Willie 351 who writes in, man, college football going to hate us for real after this year. I feel a return is coming. I've been talking to so many people. The first run of the Nick Saban dynasty is done, but the second run is about to happen. A rebirth is happening, and I feel the rebirth will more than likely take place this year. I got a chance to talk to two people I know personally that are heavily, that are heavily entrenched, involved in this program. And I was told that, and this was prior to COVID-19 coming in here, Nick Saban got a chance to go down to Florida on a recruiting trip, recruiting visit, and he met with one of the guys for the 2021 class. And he sat down with him and he asked the young man, do you know how old Bobby Bowden was when he retired from coaching college football? Now, the young man didn't have an answer, but his father stood up and said, yeah, coach, uh, Bobby Bowden, he was about 80 years old. He, he, he was 80, right? He, he was 80 years old. Coach Saban said, that's right. He was 80. And you know what? I'm looking to smash that number. If Nick Saban is looking to coach past 80 years old, people, a rebirth is on the way. That's all I'm saying. For him to be this innovative and go out here and get the team of Dexter's Laboratory with Blue and Dr. Ray to make sure this program is being conditioned right, and him saying, I'm going to coach past 80. Folks, look out. We may be looking for, we may be seeing the even better days of Alabama football to come here. But continuing with those thoughts there in the chat line, light us up here. Let's see. Travis Williams writes in, Bama will beat those three teams, believe it or not. I'm more concerned about Tennessee. Tennessee is going to be an interesting uh, program this year just due to uh, they got a top 10 class led by Harrison Bailey, the high four-star quarterback. Jeremy Pruitt, another year for him to uh, have his system take root. My thing is going to be my, – my thing is also going back to Tennessee's strength and conditioning staff because just like Alabama had to upgrade, you watched the Volunteers last year – they had some unfriendly injuries, and that points to their strength and conditioning staff. So you kind of wonder, Pruitt, is it time for Pruitt to upgrade on, you know, his staff? Because he, he's got some issues there with that uh, – he's got some small issues there with that strength and conditioning. Tennessee had some injuries a season ago. We got here – we got here Marcus Davis with 70 and change, LOL. Marcus Davis is uh, Bowden with 70 and change. Thank you for that, Marcus Davis. I know, I know Bobby Bowden was up there. I'm thinking he was 80 myself. I mean, Coach Saban said he was 80, but he may have been that 70 and change. You never know. But, you know, Bowden was up there, coached for as long as he could. Kelsey Shepard writes in, it's, gonna, it's going back to ball control on the ground and dominate our opponent and take their will. Alabama's going to try to be balanced this season. Kelsey Shepard, hopefully they're able to get that done with Steve Sarkeesian and Mac Jones at the quarterback position. But we're going to go to another break here on the show. Continue to light us up in the chat line as you guys have been doing. But upon our return, we dive into one Tua Tungabangoa. What is up with the fear that everybody has calling this young man the biggest risk in the history of of the NFL Draft. We'll touch it up after this. If 
you're an avid Alabama Crimson Tide fan and you love to flaunt it, then show your Alabama Crimson Tide support by grabbing the Alabama sneakers. They feature bold Crimson Tide graphics, so no one will be able to question where your allegiance lies when you add these sweet sneakers to your Alabama Crimson Tide collection. Go to stsfootwear.com and use the code TDALABAMA for $15 off your purchase. That's code TDALABAMA for $15 off your purchase. Go to stsfootwear.com and get your Alabama sneakers today. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $5.95 per month or pay $49.95 for a full year subscription. That's a saving of almost $22. Make sure to subscribe before it's too late and get our new freshly printed end of the year magazine issue. Go to touchdown alabama.com today and roll tide and it is a wednesday folks a hump day we are back in from the break on what is the hottest show on the streets the best form of crimson tide football news notes information and coverage that being in my own words the podcast with yours truly steven smith of touchdown Alabama Magazine, and we get into one uh, Tua Vangoa. Tua Tungavangoa, who uh, had a glorious career at the University of Alabama, helping the Crimson Tide win a national championship in 2017, among other things, but preparing to hear his name called early in the NFL draft in a couple of weeks, the from April 23rd to April 25th out of Paradise, Nevada. And while he's projected by most to be a top five to top ten pick, there is this fear going around the NFL, whether it's analysts, quote-unquote experts, GMs, coaches, owners about Tua's right hip. We've heard all the news about it's good, it's clean up, all the teams have the information on to his hip. He's 100% ready to go. So what is up with the fear that people have on to his hip right now? But Tua dropped a video to Twitter the other day and just charting his process and his progress toward the draft. Check out this video clip here of Tua Tangavangoa. If he didn't hurt his hip, I think he very likely would have been the number one pick. Durability is going to be the concern. A deadly tornado ripped through Nashville overnight. We're not going to be able to do a pro day. The spread of coronavirus. Everything's just been stacking up. If I promised you Tua was going to be healthy, is he going to be better for 10 years? I don't know the worst explain the only work he's done to come back from this. If you give up on Tua, you might be missing out on something special. Finest prospect I've ever seen in my life. You want Tua? Come and get him. Man, that video looked good. Tua Tangavangoa, just five months after the dislocated hip, clean throwing the football, clean moving around the pocket, 100% good to go. And just, I don't get where the fear, where a lot of the fear is coming from. And, of course, ESPN featured Rex Ryan, former NFL head coach, on the show Get Up, and he sort of talked about how Tua would be the greatest risk in the history of the NFL draft. Well, Rex Ryan, you had eight years of being a head coach in pro football with the New York Jets and the Buffalo Bills, and let's be honest, you took the safe route at the quarterback position. And Ryan, how'd that help you? You had Mark Sanchez, who was a safe pick. He's no longer in the league. You had Geno Smith, the pride of West Virginia, where they burn couches. And uh, safe pick for Geno Smith, he's no, longer, he's no longer in the league. And then you had Tyrod Taylor, the Buffalo Bills, who is still in the league, but he's still in the league with the uh, L.A. Chargers. But unfortunately, or however, if the Chargers were to draft the quarterback, Taylor could potentially be a backup in the upcoming season. So not all the time uh, the safe pick works out. Even though the hip does give people pause, does give people trouble, does give people a hint of concern, 
Life is about taking risk. You can never play things to save. Life is about taking risk. And uh, if you look at two quarterbacks I'm about to throw out here, Carson Wentz and Deshaun Watson. Carson Wentz got hurt, was hurt in college at South Dakota State, or well, North Dakota State, excuse me. Carson Wentz was hurt in college. He was also hurt in the NFL. But do you think for one second that the Philadelphia Eagles regret picking him and regret drafting him? No, of course not. When you look at Deshaun Watson, he had ACL problems, knee problems at Clemson. He's had injuries with the Houston Texans. Do you think Bill O'Brien and that organization regrets one time picking up, the, picking up Watson? No, they think it's the best money they ever spent. So those two had problems. You look at guys like Peyton Manning and Drew Brees, who had injuries in the NFL. Uh, Peyton Manning, who had, the, who had the neck surgery, and he came back to play with the uh, Denver Broncos after leaving the Indianapolis Cowboys and had you know record-setting performances prior to the Super Bowl year. And uh, you had Drew Brees, who tore his shoulder, and people thought he would never play again. And now he's one of the greatest things, if not the greatest thing that's ever happened to uh, the New Orleans Saints since Gumbo and Beignet. So you got that too. So to end, I don't know where the fear or what the fear is coming from when you dive into Tua, but we're going to go to our final break here on the show and tidy up some things and put a bow on this thing. We'll be back after this. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $5.95 per month or pay $49.95 for a full year subscription. That's a saving of almost $22. Make sure to subscribe before it's too late and get our new freshly printed end of the year magazine issue. Go to Touchdown Alabama. Alabama.com today and roll tide. Back into the action known simply as In My Own Words, the podcast. George truly Stephen M. Smith and just getting back into Tua Tagovailoa. People, it's a risk no matter who you take in this draft. It's a risk if you take Joe Burrow because you don't know what Burrow you're getting. Are you getting the Burrow that threw for 60 touchdowns, near 6,000 yards a season ago with Joe Brady as the offensive coordinator or a passing game coordinator? Or are you going to get the Joe Burrow that threw for 16 touchdowns, didn't even crack 3,000 yards passing in the 2018 campaign? You don't know what you're going to get with Joe Burrow. He's a safe pick, but you really don't know what you're going to get. You don't know what you're going to get if you draft Justin Herbert. Out of Oregon, you know, strong arm, great guy, good size. But at the end of the day, sometimes when I turn on the tape and I watched Oregon play, I'm looking like, is Justin Herbert going to show up? Where's Justin Herbert? It's like playing the game of where's Waldo? I mean, that was Justin Herbert some of the time. You're, you're looking to see when is this young man from Oregon going to step up? And you didn't see it a lot of times or a good portion of the time in either big conference matchups or even non-conference games so it's a risk any way you slice it here in the NFL draft but I'm gonna say this when healthy by far without a doubt no question Tua Tagovailoa is the best distributor passer of the football in this respective class and uh, something that people are not talking enough about is the adaptability of Tua Tagovailoa and I mentioned this on a previous show Tua had three different sets of offensive coordinators, y'all. He made it work with Brian Dable in 2017. He made it work with the combination of Michael Loxley, Josh Gaddis, with Dan Eno sprinkled in as quarterback coach at 2018. And even with the injuries, he made it work with Steve Sarkeesian in 2019. He balled out with all three guys, which tells me Tua can have three sets of people screaming in his ear and then have the strong, defensive, disciple, butt-chewing coach in Nick Saban and still find a way to make it all look sexy and appealing. That's Tua Tagovailoa. So it don't get no better than that. Yes, it's a risk, but would you rather have the risk 
that can change the fortune of your franchise or would you rather play it safe and the guy could still potentially bust? Just something to think about there. As always, folks, you want the best in news, notes, information, and coverage. You know where to get it. You know where to find it. You download the Touchdown Alabama Magazine app. Very simple to do, people. You go to the iPhone App Store if you're rocking Team Apple. Google Play Store if you just so happen to have the Android phone. The podcast options, we got you covered here. Whether you got Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, iTunes or Apple Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, Overcast.fm, or iHeartRadio. If the good and gracious Lord sees fit, I will return on Friday, continuing the conversation that is Crimson Tide Football. But as always, I leave you with this. Husbands love your wives. Wives appreciate your husbands. Children, do all that you can legitimately. Don't be bored, but get that work done. Get your three hearty meals a day, three great laughs a day. Protect yourself, protect the loved ones around you. And until next time, folks, it's been in my own words.